to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. My name is Nelly J, and we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> what up, y'all? This is Good Rookies Holiday Edition. That's right. <laughs> it's the holiday season. And y'all, we're so excited. Fahim, this is our like our last recorded episode, I think, for 2020. Last one of 2020. That's right. Guys, it's episode 19. 19. So we actually, we usually, or sometimes we have a guest, mm -hmm. uh, but tonight uh, we have our tech guy in the back, Jomo. Jomo, 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 Jomo. You guys are too funny. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be here as usual, keeping us on track. So you might, you might be hearing a little bit from him just to make sure that we stay online. Keep, keep us in check. And if y'all haven't noticed or seen yet, we have a celebrity in the building. Ooh, ooh. We got huh. Mr. 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 Commentator <laughs> for the NBA XL. The lineup for him for the win. <laughs> Bro, you were on national television, brother. You're on NBA TV Canada. Okay. Canada. From YouTube to, to TV, yo. Good rookies being a big, y'all. I don't care what anyone says. We are listeners. <laughs> so, Fahim, how was that like to be on NBA TV Canada, bro? It was cool. First time on national TV. Uh, actually, first of all, shout out to Dwayne Watson, producer mm. extraordinaire. Uh, shout out to even Patrice, man like Patrice, um, holding it down. Yeah, it, it, it was dope. I mean, went in, uh, made our points, and left. But it actually, I like how it turned out. Usually when you... Sometimes, especially if you're on national TV, you <laughs> don't want to be that one to make a mistake or say something that you say, ah, um, they clean it up and looks good. Yeah, I know. I thought it was, you know me. I was like, yes, that's my boy. So I thought, <laughs> I thought you did great. Uh, very, very, very happy. I felt like, oh, look at my little child. Look at, look at him go, you know, look, look, look at him on TV. So just big up for him for that. Big up Dwayne Watson. And yeah, y'all, Good Rookies got a lot of things in store for 2021. So you got to stay tuned for that. Yeah, Real talk. That's, that, that's <laughs> right. 2021 for sure. For sure. Um, so actually, one other thing. I want to shout out Nelly J. Uh, we have the Good Rookies holiday drive that had passed. And she went above and beyond uh, to make this happen. A success, I might add. Mm -hmm. So salute to you. Thank you, man. And honestly, salute to my partner in crime, Vanessa V. Breezy. Uh, you know, it's an initiative that she started years ago, and I came on board last year with her, and I was like, girl, I see the potential of this. Let's make it bigger and better. And, you know, us combined, we were able to get things rolling last year, but this year, Good Rookies was able to sponsor the actual drive, which was amazing, which really helped us jumpstart the marketing, help push push the um, the messaging out there. And we had 204, we blessed 248 homeless individuals downtown. And that includes from babies up to men and women and the youth. So it's very humbling, you know, our, our our tech man, Jomo, was down there as well, helping us hand things out on, like, we were up, like, what, Jomo, 6, 6 a.m.? And early in the morning, y'all. Yeah, it was early. We were early, but, you know, we had to get down there early so we can kind of bless the folks downtown and just humbling to see that, you know, we can kind of make someone's Christmas better, you know, whether that's giving them, you know, fresher hats, clothing, gloves. It's just humbling. So big up to all the volunteers, to all the donors. Thank you so much. For everyone who shared 
the the actual drive itself. Thank you so much, everybody. So thanks, y'all. Nice. Rate that. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's get into this. So let's start off with the OG Ananobi contract extension. Woo! OG's Bizak. Um, I was I wasn't shocked. Um, I was more like, okay, he's getting like I don't know if you saw this, but OG signed with LeBron's um agent, right? Okay. Last year, right? So it came out that um I think Clutch Sports, Clutch, right? Right, right. They right. have signed in this offseason five hundred million dollars worth of contracts. They signed A D, mm-hmm. LeBron, mm-hmm. um Ananobi. And I forgot the two others, but that's already, so they made that much revenue in terms of contracts in like what, a a two week off season, (laughs) a month, (laughs) right? So it's so cool having a Raptor, a part of that family, you know what I mean? Um, And it's really great for, I'm happy for OG, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a big fan of his, I love his maturity and I think he'll be the future Kawhi to be honest. He has the potential, like if he keeps on track to where he was last year, he could be a top three or four player in the NBA in the next couple of years. So I wow. think it's a good I, I I no for real talk like I think it's I think it's a good signing. Really I really do. 100%. 4 years 7 so 4 years 72 million. Uh that extension is well worth it for someone like OG. Uh when you're talking about the future, um uh, I don't know if he has uh a first, second or third NBA team in him to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think but when you look at what you're getting for him, like keeping what you have, uh, OG definitely is someone who, for the future, uh, like when you say that that young Kawhi-ish, you know, obviously Kawhi is an elite, yes. but OG has what it takes to be a solid NBA player. Um, all-star, well, let me ask you, do you think he can be an all-star? Um, yeah, like first of all, how in fi- many guys hold on, you five know years, his- five in five years, next yes, five years. Like, yeah, for sure. Think I so? think so. Yeah. Like how many guys, you know, his age can do a buzzer beater in the playoffs? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that takes a lot of like I like when he shot it, he walked off like it was yeah. nothing. And again, to me, it's not even about like what I'm seeing today, it's just that like he has the mentality to be get to become a, a top player in the NBA. I think a lot of guys come in NBA with with, with mad skill but up here is weak. And mm-hmm. I feel like he has up here strong already. So right. if he builds and develops more fit, more like his, his skills-wise in terms of creating offensive plays, passing game, and so forth, if he continues up in that tra- trajectory, I really think he can actually be an all-star because he has this already on lock. And, that's, so I, and, and in the NBA, that's the hardest part to do is have this on lock. It's the toughest part to have your brain and mentality on lock. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree that he's, he's got the pieces already without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some things where uh, the obvious comparison is going to be him and Pascal, both young, both coming about the same time. Pascal's had more opportunities mm-hmm. uh, with, first of all, OG starting his career with the injury. Yeah. Um, even in playoff experience, having the, I think his appendix removed um, before the, before the, uh, the playoffs last year. Um, so he's been hampered kind of behind the ball a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to ask you, do you think out of him and Pascal, same thing in a five-year horizon? Wow. Remember, five remember years? and we're talking Pascal's already been a NBA second team yeah, and NBA an NBA team, all-star. An all-star. I think, I, I really think that, 
I think he can be. I really think so. Like, I'm not even trying to boost the man, but I would pick, like, if they say, you know, pick OG or Pascal for this season to trade for an all for a superstar, I want to keep OG because I think he, his threshold, I don't think he's met his threshold yet. I think he's still going up there slowly because right. when he peaks, he's going to be phenomenal. And he hasn't even peaked yet. He's still moving up that slope. I think Pascal, I think he could have peaked. He could have peaked, but he could have peaked, Pascal, to be honest. Like, I think last year was his best season yet. If he can do what he did last year, I can now say, okay, Pascal's consistent. But I feel like last year was his best year yet. Let's see what he does in the regular season this year. Um, but I think OG is still going to – he's, he's going to peak in like two, three years. He's so young. Jomo, what do you say? Pascal or OG next five years? Um, OG, because of the mental. Um, both of them were Raptors projects that were uh, supposed to be hitting around the same time. Mm -hmm. the, the money mm -hmm. was actually on OG, but like you mentioned, he had the, um, the two major issues um, last season. Right. And, yeah. Um, so with that, um, I think that held him back. But even before then, I think OG was expected to be the one mm -hmm. and he's coming into it. And because his mental's there, I expect it. And also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, OG has more experience in basketball than Siakam because yes. I think he played in the U.S. Uh, college circuit, right? Okay. Right, yeah. OG played yeah. at uh, Indiana. Mm -hmm. He yeah. got injured, right? So he actually landed in the Raptors' lap just due to luck. luck. Like, literally, he, Raptors, I can't remember the pick, but we had a later pick that year. OG was supposed to be a higher pick, and because of the injury going into the draft, his stock dropped and dropped mm -hmm. and dropped until he fell in the Raptors' lap. If OG went into that draft healthy, he would not have be been gone. Yeah, I would have gotten him. You know exactly. <laughs> True. Well, actually, so shout out to you, I'm, I'm Team OG all the way. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I'm so Team OG that I believe him when he tells Serge he started scarves. <laughs> I'm, I'm with OG. If OG Our said king. it, <laughs> don't act like I didn't put you on the fashion. Don't act. No, don't, don't act, act like it. I didn't but, put you on the stars. But what about scars? But what about scars? What about scars? Yo, listen, scarf king forever. <laughs> Shout out to OG and Ananobi. All right, so the NBA, they're going into an expansion right now we're actually adam silver's been talking well, are about they gonna expand because adam is kind of like we want to we're thinking about it it's the front front but i don't know if they're going to actually do it for jaheem so what's your right. thoughts on this expansion talk <laughs> so so i do think um so they talk about europe expansion okay. i've heard that talk before mm -hmm. i really don't think it's it's i think it's more of a concept than reality <laughs> uh but when we're talking about expanding in north america or even as they say maybe mexico North American expansion, I think it's doable. I mean, the league is constantly growing. Um, you know, it depends. A lot of people could say, hey, you know what? The talent maybe is shrinking, so maybe you need to shrink the teams. Um, but I do think that expansion for the NBA makes sense. I'm just wondering, actually, I'm going to ask the floor, even down to you, Joe. I want to I get this from you. Um, the, the smallest teams markets in the NBA goes... Um, New Orleans, Memphis, mm -hmm. Utah, Milwaukee. How about Charlotte? They're small. And OKC. Oh, those really? are the five okay. smallest NBA okay. markets, right? If you had to remove one of those, I'll go over it again. Memphis, Utah, 
OKC, New Orleans, and Milwaukee. If you had to remove one, which team would you remove right now? What do you mean, like the city? Yes, and relocate that elsewhere. Which one's gone? I can't cut any of those. That's wrong. Really? <laughs> so I, I, I would say if I had to, cu- if I have to cut a team, I wouldn't say Memphis because Memphis is the only team in Tennessee, so people can rally behind them. Uh, OKC because they have Z- because they have Zai and their fans are pretty now like are growing. Yeah, um, I want to let OKC go. Um, you mentioned uh, Milwaukee. I'd remove Milwaukee to be honest, but because Yanis what? Milwaukee, Milwaukee? That's, well, that's a of, legacy. Play. I mean, they had... no, but I mean, like into the tourism, what is Milwaukee known for? Like, I don't know, OKC but, I mean, has here... like you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about like tourism and just like the appeal of the, of the city. I, I don't anyone that says, oh, you know what? On my on my week off, I'm going <laughs> to Milwaukee. Go to Milwaukee. <laughs> no one's going to Milwaukee. No one's going to Milwaukee. Oh, I've heard people go to OKC before. People go to Memphis before. No yeah. one's going to o- Milwaukee for vacation. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but in the like in, marketable in the def- city, Milwaukee's not really that good. But I mean, yeah. Yannis is there, so it's hard to pick him up. I'm saying like but, that city isn't cool. You know what I'm saying? In, so, <laughs> in, in the defense, though, uh, Green Bay is in Wisconsin. And I don't yeah, know anyone who says, you know what, yes. I'm going to go to Green Bay no. on my day off either. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. But remember, like, they have, again, the reason why Wisconsin and Milwaukee are even doing well is because they have elite superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, like, they have a history of elite quarterbacks and players. So, and they're football state. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Milwaukee is, a, like, so, again, uh, so, again, like, for me, like, I feel like Milwaukee isn't a cool place. Um, who, you mentioned, you mentioned, once again, Memphis. OKC, Milwaukee. What's the other two? Did Milwaukee. you mention? Uh, Utah, I can't Utah. move. Utah. Legacy. Legacy. Utah. Yeah, can't not Utah. You can't move Utah. Exactly. Right. And who else do you have? Uh, New Orleans. And New Orleans. They just yes. started. Can't move New Orleans. Yeah. Right. To me, like, right. to me, like, the only team that, to me, I'd move is maybe Charlotte. But, I mean, that's, you know, North Carolina, you know, that's MJ's home, so I get why it's there, but. Yeah. yeah. I can't okay. move any of those teams. Yeah. They got yeah. to get no. new teams. Yeah, but, exactly. And that's what expansion but, is, right? But, but what's just, funny, though, is that Seattle went to OKC. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that team moved to OKC, right? right? So my so my thing is that, to me, I th- I think Seattle is a bigger city and market than OKC. For sure. You know what I'm so, saying? So I'm surprised that that even happened in the first place. <laughs> like, So let's spin it then. So um, what team do you think, in regards to expansion, should, one should go to? Like, who, what team should get an expansion? Oh, Seattle. Seattle first. And Seattle, Seattle. No one's going to argue that. 100%. Seattle, you know what? Too, I would even add in there. Um, I'll probably give um, give a team to like not Pennsylvania, but you know, like um, like that area. Like, I would add an additional team around like the DMV, like you know Maryland, like DC area, Virginia. I, so, I feel like but, I feel like they don't Maryland's have... already got a team in that area with the Wizards. I know I'm right? saying, but I'm saying, but they, but that area is only one team, but it is, mm. but there's Maryland, Virginia, and DC on the area. So mm. I'm saying they have the the foot traffic to add additional team there if they wanted to, like you know how, mm. how like Brooklyn and there's New York Knicks, they can add a second team if they wanted to in that area because there's so many people that live there mm. in, in the DMV like type of right. area. So there is an area I'd probably say uh, the Grizzlies uh, from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They need to get back to Vancouver. That's not my first choice. My first choice, obviously, is Seattle. Um, but I don't think to want Vancouver though. I don't think they would for him. You think really? Vancouver? No, I, I think so. I I live there in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really about hockey. Like, 
I think they would ha- they could have a team and it would do okay, but it will not compete with the Raptors in terms of like. I mean, now we want a championship. Maybe it'll be better, but I feel like when I lived there, you really saw basketball fans. It was all mostly like either hockey or OHL. You know what I'm saying? So or, here's or where football. here's where I differ though, because mm-hmm. I do know that when Seattle had a team, they had a lot of people who would go from Vancouver. Yes. And drive down to Supersonics. But not so, thousands. I mean, like hundreds. No, well, I think Vancouver is getting a bad shake with this because of the fact that they lost a team before. But keep yes. in mind that the economic climate was so much different when True. they had a team. They also mm-hmm. started their franchise with, was it Big Country? Bryant Reeves. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> like, things could be so much different if, say, if for instance, Vince star. Carter played in Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? And we didn't have Vince and we, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just no, think, I hear you, you know, I think, I think it's doable. I'm not saying bring, I'm not, trust me. There's no campaign saying bring a team to Vancouver. Yeah. But if they did, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, out of all of the cities in Canada, if they're ever to have a, a team will be Vancouver. No, nowhere else will have the, the capacity, the, the fan base. Right. I, I mean, I'll even put a team in Montreal before Vancouver, to be honest. I think Montreal what? would have. No. I think Montreal would have a big, like, they have a huge um, multicultural, I mean. Mm-hmm. Culture shock, though. Cu- yeah, like, they have a yeah. huge culture there. It's too like, much. Too but, much. Yeah, but too it's much. French, and it's it's a lot. So if yeah. we're not used to the French people, them, you'd be like, right. what? Bonjour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ca- <ça va? laughs> um, One other team with, uh, that in regards to expansion, maybe you're in one area we could talk about is maybe Vegas. We think of Vegas, oh, the yeah, reality Vegas. of them going to Vegas. I mean, how is the, I mean, the, they already have a WNBA team there, so right. might as well. I mean, I think NBA team won't be that hard, but I'm curious, like, to see, to see, because I know that the, um, the hockey team, like, they're doing pretty well in NHL too, so, Gems, I mean, they yeah. can probably hold it. I mean, Vegas is becoming that city that's actually adding, like, ex- teams, because they make more money, right, in terms of, mm-hmm. but again, like, do I go to Vegas to watch a game? No, because Vegas is like so entertaining. Like it's like no <laughs> thing to do. You know what I mean? But have, but but adding adding a um adding a team there. I mean, it depends on the local fans and the local folks who live there, right? Because Vegas, you go there for a day or two and you come back. Like it's like a two three two three day trip tops. You know what I'm saying? So it just depends on if you can keep your local fan base there. So that's one thing about uh, Vegas. Uh... They have a football team now. Now I know we can't really gauge because there's no fans there, obviously. <laughs> but there are fans there, but not. But they can have a lot of fans because right, of, right, right, yeah. right. So we'll have to see how that works out. True. See how that works out. Um, so with the WNBA, they have Jordan Brand. Uh, they signed five WNBA players. Five more. This, to they the, already had to the two Jordan or three, Brand. I think, beforehand. They had two or three. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on this, Nelly J. I think it's dope. Like, I just think that Jordan, again, is leading the pack. He's doing the things that other brands aren't doing. Um, and I think for him to sign five, so I, I think a total of eight, I think. He's Maya Moore. He has two others. So mm. he's just showing um, that he's he's supporting the WNBA. I think he also sponsored them, right? I think their jerseys are Jordan. I saw, I think, in the bubble, they had okay. Jordan logo on some of their uniforms. So he's doing a lot. Like, I think him um, investing in the WNBA showed a lot of 
I think character for him mm. to invest in these players and everyone he chose they're all amazing athletes on the court and off like all these women have solid um figures uh personalities mm. like they're great I mean I mean one one rookie of the year this past year one right. one um um, how her team led to the actual championship, won it to the final. So he's picking elite players, and they're also pe women who were part of the initiative of Say Her Name, that campaign they did mm -hmm. in the bubble. So I think it's phenomenal. Big up to all these beautiful black queens that are going to be uh, sponsored. I think it's great. <laughs> mm. Great. <laughs> so what are you saying about the uh, the elite players? So it's uh, Asia Durr, mm -hmm. Maya Moore. Mm -hmm. Kia Nurse, shout out to Kia Nurse. Yeah, Kia. Oh, um, so those are the three previously. Yes. And now the new ones are uh, Jordan Canada, Tia Cooper, Crystal D Crystal Dangerfield, uh, Darika Hamby, and Satu Salabi. Yep. So they're the ones. So I'm going to keep it a buck. Um, I don't know. The only I mentioned what eight female players. The only one I know is Maya Moore. Yeah, and well, Kima, I mean, no, no, hold on, hold like on, the, hold on. Let me correct myself, actually. Mm -hmm. And Kia Nurse. And Kia, and Kia, yeah. Those are the only two that really, when those names stick. The rest of them don't, but. Well, well, well the reason why they're all kind of new, right? Like mm -hmm. um, the rookies, like, like Tia Cooper and um, like Crystal Dangerfield, they're rookies. Okay. Right? E e even, even so, too, like rookies as well. Like, so they're, they just got an NBA this past year, so you wouldn't know them. Whereas Dorika, I mean, she's, I mean, she's been um, sixth man of the year, like, I think two years in a row now. And then you have Jordan Canada, she, she, like, she's in her third year, and she's won two titles in the last three years. Wow, you know see, I, mean? I didn't know that. Yeah, so, so Seattle, right? Seattle Storm. Um, okay. that's, yeah, so they've won last two titles in the last three years, you know what I'm saying? Dope, dope. So, so I mean, so like, like, so like these, like all these girls are like literally, so girls, women, they're literally just um, phenomenal athletes. And, you know, it, it, like, you don't, you'll never pick no scrub. To, I'm saying like, you don't pick no scrub player <laughs> to be, right. to work under the brand. So they're all, I'm, I'm sure they probably vetted all the players and say, you know what, these are the five that I want to help build their brand. Cause even right. though it's a Jordan brand, he's also going to help them build their brand and their endorsements as well, because Imagine say, hey guys, um, I'm endorsed by Jordan. Oh, really? Here's here's a check. <laughs> Take our right. money because so it, it's also gonna build their career in basketball and the future. You know what I'm saying? So True. they they took their time to pick these players. It wasn't just like an easy like, oh five, pick pick pick, pick any five. No, like they took their time. So no, big up to these ladies. So Jomo, being the sneakerhead that you are, <laughs> we need big your feedback head. in regards to this. What kind of impact do you think it's gonna make real quick? Huge. Uh, you may not see anything within the next three years, mm -hmm. but in the next, uh, I'd say, five to eight years, you will mm -hmm. see a huge difference. Um, I've always been an advocate for um, the bigger uh, female sports athletes in the WNBA mm -hmm. to be sponsored and advertised on the same level. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not even going to get into the ones that I think they've missed out on, but I'm super grateful that these ladies got these opportunities. And um, I think that it's going to make a huge impact in terms of how girls look at playing sports going forward, um, how basketball is developed in the States um, culturally going forward. And uh, it's a very, very smart and long overdue move by Jordan Brand, but done very well. Kudos. Mm -hmm. uh, so one last thing in regards to this, uh, the oh, WNBA. Sorry, one, more one more thing if I can. Yeah. 
to make it work, please make sure you drop the exclusive colorways that women and guys can get and also make sure that they get their player exclusives too. Because that's one thing that makes um, you know, Jordan Brand athlete uh, a Jordan Brand athlete on the NBA is to have those player exclusives of the model. So the girls mm-hmm. need to get those and they need to come out. Mm-hmm. That's True. it. Viewership has been up 68% with the WNBA during this COVID season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it's a good thing. I just want to, on the way out, I want to shout this out. Uh, Steph Curry, uh, Under Armour, last year, they came out and uh, created a shoe for the women's market also. Yeah, um, but, but it was Steph Curry, though, I think. <laughs> it was, though. It was Steph Curry. And I guess some, um, like a fan of his, she, I, no, a fan of his was like, oh, right. Steph Curry, can I have a right. shoe? Right. So I'm like, like, again, just a man, like a man is creating a, sh- I, I get it, but I'm just saying like, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. I, people- I also want to give shout out to Nike. They've had a strong campaign over the last two years. Yes. Putting out women's exclusive sneakers, mm-hmm. um, using a lot of, utilizing a lot of um, women designers as yeah. well. And uh, it, it's been great. I'd say like one of the, arguably the sneakers of the year was a woman's exclusive being the off-white Jordan 4. So um, yeah, like, They've really been doing a good job on promoting that, especially uh, Nike being the sneaker conglomerate that they are. So kudos to them. One last thing, Jomo. Uh, you're a huge sneakerhead. So do you own a pair, any of the eight women's line? I am not a huge Jordan brand collector. Mm. So I admit that I don't have any. But or, I or would always, you? Or would you? Oh, I've always wanted a pair of Diana Taurasi PEs, and I still do. Mm. All right, there you go. Yeah, still there do. There you go. And a question for, for you and Jomo Fahim. What, who, which woman made history having, becoming the first woman to have her own sneaker? Cheryl Swoops. Ah, great. <laughs> Good job, Fahim. <laughs> Fahim was like, Cheryl, Cheryl Swoops, 200. <laughs> I just want to get in quick because I know Jomo might know, so I don't want to get in it first. And guess, guess what year that was for him, Mr. Oh, good, good one. Uh, 93? 93. Let's say 96. 95, 95. But that was good, though. Oh, you win, Jomo, by one year. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl Soups. And, like, she's one of my, one of my favorite. Her and Cynthia Cooper are my two favorite ball players of all time. Like they're, they're my goats for me, personally. No one can top Cheryl Soups and Cynthia Cooper. Legend, legends, legends. Yeah, like, those girls are, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're my favorite basketball female players of all time. <laughs> all right, now, Lijay, let's go to For the Culture. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, y'all, yeah, For the Culture, you know, we want to highlight people, organizations that are for the culture. And right. today we got two on deck. The first one, okay, we have the People Magazine named Sexiest Man Alive in 2020. <laughs> we got Michael B. Jordan, okay. His fine ass, yes, his fine ass. I'm gonna say it right now, his fine ass. He <laughs> he launched uh, a, an actual showcase for HBCU college basketball, um, and it's called the Hoops Dreams Classic. Mm. Um, everyone knows HBCUs has been pushing for funding because you know um, they have had trouble getting funding from the government and from public as well. Um, so this is a great way to showcase uh, the, the talent in um, Black athletes at these schools. But I think it's great because 
Fahim, like we've been seeing a huge push of like elite high school ballers and f- guys in football going to HBCU. So what's right. your thoughts on him doing this type, type of uh, showcase type of classic for, for, for them? So this is this is huge for me. I think for Michael B. Jordan, for me, the mm-hmm. eyes that I see, uh, this is like a historic legacy move for him. I think uh, first H H HBCUs, historic, historically black wow. college and universities. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the problem is this: a lot of these schools, as you mentioned, might be underfunded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at, okay, so I'm going to put a pin on that, come back to that in a moment. So George Floyd, what that happened, what happened to George Floyd, rest in peace, during COVID uh, was really an awakening for people, right? That you notice a lot of businesses and everyone's saying, hey, you know what, like uh, race is an issue, right? Um, now, with that being said, I think that with what Michael B. Jordan is doing with this showcase is allowing because remember during the george floyd situation where we had like uh was it blackout tuesdays was that it was a tuesday it was the blackout yeah, was so on june 4th it was a blackout tuesday where everyone right. was posting right and uh, it was all about first. like you know what like um looking after our own supporting our own right mm-hmm. that was kind of the movement um flipping that back to now with this with the hbcus a lot of these high school kids who might be top talents don't end up going to historically black colleges and universities. They end up going to other universities. For instance, Tennessee State is a historically black college and university, but that's not a program. People don't go to the MBA other than Robert Covington, who, who made it. But I'm saying <laughs> it's boy. so rare. And shout out to Robert Covington. That wasn't a shot at all. That's actually a salute right there that he made it. But I'm saying yeah. HSBC, they don't really have that representation in the league, right? Um, reason by, being because these, these players will go to you know, the Dukes and the Kentuckys and all these other universities. But keep in mind, they had scouting. Like, literally, a lot of HBCUs can't afford to hire a guy for 100K to go scout. Like, these right. big schools, like, pay these guys a lot of money to scout across right. the country to find the top talent, right? Whereas HBCUs with the funding, with no funding, how can you scout? So it's it's a two-edged sword, you know what I'm saying? Also, having uh, Michael B. Jordan's name behind the showcase um, is something where it's, it kind of breaks the stigmatism that these HBCU schools have, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe the goal is this, you have maybe one, two, three high, maybe McDonald's all American types will go to the showcase, have scouts and get people um, in line with uh, historically black, black colleges and universities. And the goal is to have maybe a high, high school player go to one of these schools. That's how programs start. You get one, you get another, and then you become the place to be. And instead of these kids maybe going to Duke or Kentucky or one of these other ones, you say, hey, you know what? Maybe I might go to a historically black college and university and then build the program that way. You know what? You're right, because guess what? Like, we know of great players that didn't even go to college, but they were greatness. LeBron right. and Kobe. You know what mm. I mean? So imagine an H, but now with this whole rule of having to go to college one year, it's like, if you're, Le- imagine LeBron. I think if LeBron was coming out of, the, of co- high school now, I think he would have gone to an HBCU just to make a point because he's mm. he's been that great, right? Right. And still be drafted and still do what he did with his career. So I just feel like it's a it, it's a place where, you know, we see these a lot of these schools that are run by white people 
but have a lot of black athletes making them a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I just feel like we need to try to um, keep that type of, you know, revenue in our community because HBCU, um, I mean, not all, but some are public funded Mm -hmm. and and some are private. So I feel like if we can at least get a chunk of that NCAA money and put it back to HBCUs, that's, that's all they need, right? Is that kind of funding to help run those schools to educate kids on black history and what's going on. So... Mm-hmm. I I think it's amazing, great initiative, and I'm really hoping that we see an uptick in exceptional black athletes going to these schools because they have, I mean, they have good coaches. I mean, and if they're that great, these kids already have their private trainers, private everything anyway, so they don't really need the coach other than just kind of learning plays, but... I mean, I, I'm really hoping. I think was it Deion Sanders? Like he's also at one, right? Yes, uh-huh. Deion Sanders, uh, Jackson State. He, that's for football, and he has a son who was a top 100 uh, prospect last year in high school. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to one of the top uh, universities, Tennessee or you know Alabama, Gators, he said, "No, yeah. I'm going with my dad and play for an HSBCU." So shout out to to him. Um, coming back to what you mentioned about LeBron, um, I understand the logic, but here's where. I think a LeBron at 18 years old possibly didn't have the wokeness. So I don't think LeBron you back don't in the think day. So? I think no, it was woke I, back in the day. I think that, that, that comes with growth and experience. Really? I think LeBron, yeah, LeBron now in his 30s would be would make that power move. But an early LeBron at like 17, 18, I just can't, I don't, that's a level of wokeness I don't think LeBron was at. Also, one other thing mm-hmm. um, in regards to Michigan, remember the Michigan Wolverines, uh, Fab Five? Weber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy Jackson, Juwan Howard. Why am I missing the fifth one? Who's the fifth one? Juwan Howard and Jimmy King. The one who, yeah, okay. So it's five. Those five big high school guys end up going to Michigan, having probably the best freshman class ever. Mm-hmm. One of them. Um, imagine if you had those five, instead of going to Michigan, and they went to an HSP, like Grambling State or something. Mm-hmm. The media would have followed them around. Um, you know, that's how programs get built. So coming yes, back, bring this back agreed. to what Michael B. Jordan is doing. Um, he's doing something that's legacy now. Like, because like I said, you're going to have a showcase, showcasing the best talent and a way to try and keep this talent uh, within the community. So shout out to Michael B. Jordan with that for shout real. Shout out. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, our next for the culture topic is the MLB. They mm. are actually now going to acknowledge the Negro League. Um, yes. They announced it, what, I think it was last week, they announced that they're going to mm-hmm. now add those players to their bill. So Fahim, kind of walk the folks through this, because I know, like, that everyone follows MLB, but, like, how big is this for the MLB to acknowledge, finally, after how many years, the right. Negro League? So I think it's huge. Um, but actually, I want to kind of f- fast forward and, and get to this. Mm-hmm. So you have the Negro Leagues, as everyone knows, um, back 100 years ago, you were a baseball player. Uh, you were good enough to play with the white major league players, but, you know, segregation. Racism. Racism. You were not allowed to. You had to, you had to stay with, you had to stay in your lane. Your lane was not in our lane if you're white, right? So it goes like this. Um, a lot of great things happened in that league. Like you had uh, Josh Gibson. He's somebody who had over 900 home runs. And put that in context, Barry Bonds had 762. So Josh Gibson, legendary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he had to do it amongst, um, you know, the, the Negro Leagues, right? 
Now, the problem I, ha I have is this. Now in 2020, uh, Emma Blee saying, hey, you know what? We're going to recognize what you did in this league 100 years ago, right? Swinging back to what I mentioned earlier about uh, George Floyd and just uh, a wokeness, uh, mm -hmm. awakening that happened. This is only, put it this way, if George Floyd didn't happen, Major League Baseball is not going to come back now and say, hey, you know what? What we, what we, <laughs> the racism that happened 100 years ago, you're right, it's not okay. So here's kind of my problem. If Major League Baseball now is going to recognize- you think it's performative stuff? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so if Major League Baseball is going to recognize, hey, you know what? Maybe what we did was racist. And maybe the fact that they're not part of our- league setting records that is racist um it doesn't stop there though i don't think just and just adding them to major league records is enough if you're really about it and about change you're going to expand it. i want this is what i want to hear from major league baseball not just adding uh the negro leagues to their records i also want to hear major league baseball is investing in black communities for baseball you know what I'm saying? I want to. I don't. I don't want just to stop with the records. I want them to continue to show. Yeah, you know what? Because this is we're talking a hundred years of holding the race down. You know what I'm saying? No, so you can't real. just eradicate that and get rid of it with just by saying, "Hey, you know what? We'll accept you now." You know what I'm saying? So no, it's funny because and let's be real. Those guys scout in brown countries for ball players, like of course, all over Dominican, South America. They're in all those islands to scout for right, you know, black and brown players. Right. So mm -hmm. you know, it's something where you know, as you mentioned, you know, people got awoke this year. It's, it's and we got to make sure that's not performative. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like today I just read that um, Adam Silver wants players not to kneel, you know, during the anthem. And I'm like, so the bubble was just a, a whole theatrical thing. Like, right, right. and then he's like, okay, well maybe we'll allow it, but let's talk about it. Like, no, like you can't just say y'all can kneel and y'all could smoke marijuana in the bubble and I'll go, Oh, you know what? Let's go back to, no, like you can't go backward. <laughs> like you have to continue being progressive. Like you have right. to continue the move I, 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 and the work, right? Mm -hmm. Like just how some players this year at NFL, they thought the NFL was being performative with having the black spiritual ritual, I mean, song being sung. It's like, no, we want, we want to see more. So mm -hmm. like the MLB, any other league, we want to see more. Don't just have this year, George Floyd. Oh my God, you feel guilty for what happened. So let's just try to give them a little bit of something, something, something. But, 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 but next year it's like, all right, guys, we're back to, we're back to square one. Like, no, mm -hmm. things need to change. So I agree with you. MLB, like this is to me, I mean, I wasn't like happy. I'm like, yo, it's about time. I'm like, it's about mm -hmm. time. Like one like, last thing, like you're late. <laughs> and yes, you're right about being late. And here's exactly how late they are. The Cleveland Indians had to change their name before this announcement made. Think about that. Like, you had to wait for a name that is for like last 10, 15 years, they've been dying to have changed. The Washington football team dropped the Redskins mm -hmm. after how many years? Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me you let these things happen before you actually decide, let's add these, these players to our record books? Major League that Baseball, is. I need more. I need more. It doesn't stop there. No. I, I, and I'm wondering, like, if they have, like, a diversity alliance. Because, you know, like, I think um, NFL added one last year. NBA has one now. NHL, we saw with Kevin Weeks. Big up, Kevin. They have theirs as well. But I wonder if they're going to start, like, an actual, like, racial relations diversity mm. org with them. Because they need one. You know what I'm saying? Like, the MLB, to me, has been very polarized. Like, you know, there are rarely any black owners, black partners, 
and you know like we got to see more you know what i'm saying more. so right. and, and even like their viewership how much how well are they doing viewership wise like they've been like they're top sport and now they're like what six in terms of the top five like nhl like they're dropping because i feel like those owners are just so old and they haven't done any changes to make um their teams better in terms of well, it's called america's pastime right okay so exactly I mean, that, it's a, it's that, that, that pastime may have passed and it's on to a new time it's a new time boy change up the thing because y'all are not like literally again like we watched i know for me i watched you know, the Jays because they're my home team, but mm. am I like, yo, I'm going to watch, like, I mean, without playoffs, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, I'll watch highlights, but I'm not going to watch baseball because to me, again, it's a pastime. It's better to watch it there than watch it from home. Right. You know what I mean? Experience. So anyway, I'm just happy that it's about time they have acknowledged it, but like you said, we, we need more and we're hoping that this is not a trend because it's 2020 and you feel guilty, that right. white guilt. Hopefully right. we can see more progression within that league because again like like what was said by kevin weeks black and brown people are spending more money than any other race okay mm -hmm. so if you want people to invest in your business and invest in your product we got to cater to us because without us y'all ain't gonna do nothing not not, not a thing <laughs> nelly g nelly j you said it best uh let's go to that's absurd <laughs> that's absurd yo fahim it's our last absurd segment for the year. Bro, this week, what was absurd, bro? What was absurd? <laughs> All right. So this is going to be a, a combo. They, this, this is like the Jordan Jordan and Pippin of absurdity right now with these two players. A two-piece combo for KFC? What are you saying right now? A two-piece, a, a, a toonie combo on a toonie Tuesday? Let me go. Let me go. It includes absurdity. Of actually, I'll start with Dwayne Haskins. He's been fined by his team for forty thousand dollars for being maskless, maskless with a stripper uh, at a strip club as well. I think absurd, absurd. Like you would think that you know, <laughs> during a pandemic, if you're getting paid how much a dollar is. That you have one job, <laughs> bro. You have one job. What's worse is that you're pushing, your team is on the cusp of making it to the playoffs as a wild card, okay? They actually can make it, Fahim. Mm -hmm. And this man has one job. Because that's mm -hmm. what? Their starter got injured. So, bro, you have one job. One. Play football. And wear a mask when you go outside your house. That's it. It's not hard. It's not hard. But you decided to go to a strip club. But again, this happened. Okay, so context. They were playing the Seattle. Um, they were playing Seattle on Sunday. They lost 20 to 15. Okay, I get it. And what happened is that he's only played, I think, like this year, like six games and has five touchdowns, has thrown five interceptions. He, throw, he threw two of those against Seattle. Seahawks. All right. So I guess maybe after that game, you know, and they lost by five. So that's obviously like interception. <laughs> that sucks. So clearly I get it. You were sad. You like you weren't, you were depressed or whatever it was. And he wanted to let out some steam. I get it, bro. But you're an NFL player. You can't just hire a stripper to come to your house. Like to me, there's many ways that, they, that no, like we'll talk for him. Like there's many ways that, that, that if you want to see a girl, okay, 
you've options. You're, a, you're an actual a pro athlete. For, for you to go to an actual club, to take, have pictures taken of you, mm-hmm. with your mask off, you're like, you're a dummy. You're mm-hmm. an actual dummy. Like, it's so sad because, again, like, he did it during a playoff push. Your team was trying right. to make it to the playoffs, bro, in, in a pandemic. De- in his defense, maybe he was hungry. For some more, for some, for some for yeah, maybe dance? he went for the the Lou Will special. <laughs> <laughs> the you wings, want some wings? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he just wanted some wings, man. Listen, order that indoor, bro. Your team's trying to make it to the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you know that they're relying on you as the QB. Remember, you're the QB. Right. So, what? Why would make this man want to go to a strip club during a pandemic? I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. You know, it's about leadership and staying focused. Um, Remember Vince Young? He's that's where that's kind of the the that's where I'm putting Haskins, just in regards to a young <laughs> guy out the gate that had a lot of potential, um, but just as 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 a career went on, uh, things that were kind of showing that maybe they weren't exactly what you'd hope they would be. Mm-hmm. He's kind of Haskins, kind of is a little bit of a disappointment come uh, where he is now. Um, same thing with, with Vince Young. Vince Young had a had a time, but things outside the field, you can tell that that helped to his demise. So I'm just yes. hoping, I'm not saying him going to the strip club is a reason to say, oh, well, you know what? Um, it's going to lead to his demise. But in knowing that you're in a playoff push and QB and QB is supposed to be a leadership position and there's just so many things that factor in that if you can't get this right now, uh, he's got to watch himself because he can find himself where you know he couldn't lose a position. Well, not he's even not, that. He's not like, great. Teams not are Mahomes. saying that they're like mm-hmm. they're saying that like who would want him? Like right. if your team going for a playoff push and, and and you can't even focus and stay in your yard or wear a mm-hmm. mask, like yeah. what team will want you? Because that right there is showing like the the NFL your fan that you don't care. Like you mm-hmm. don't care. So he did issue an apology the next day saying he's sorry, but. I think you're sorry they got caught, bro. You got sorry because to me, to me, right. <laughs> real talk, like, are you really sorry or are you sorry you got caught? Because I think <laughs> if he didn't get caught, he would have been in sh- sh- the club tonight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I don't even think he's sorry, sorry. But again, I, I won't speak for him, yeah. but well, I just hope he learned his lesson. And guess what? This is, this is his first time he did this. Mm-hmm. The first time he did this was actually he invited a non-player, an athlete to the hotel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. It's the second infraction during the pandemic. So the first one was he invited a non-player what? athlete to his room in preseason. Okay, wow. so the, 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 the first one. The second time now is when he's got the strip club. You know what I'm saying? So this is something that something ain't right. Like it's just uh, absurd uh, because in the NFL, only a certain amount of teams make it to the playoffs. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to like like it's just it's just sad. Like I feel bad for those fan base. I hopefully and, and if they lose this upcoming Sunday, he's not gone. looking good. It, it um, ain't. Also, shout out to his uh, his sidekick, James Harden. Now, Harden's as we know it, it's alleged. There's not really much behind it. It's not like Haskins where we can pinpoint and say it's factual. This happened. Um, a lot of things about the Harden story. I mean, that's going to be something I think is developing. So maybe we might just want to kind of leave that open segue into. By the time we come in 2021, we can allude on that a little bit more. Well, I mean, all, all I know is this. What, what happened is this. The team investigated, and today he was fined 50K. 
That's all I know. So clearly he broke some protocol. They said he broke COVID protocol. It, 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 could it be strip club? Could it be whatever? I don't know how what he did, but he broke protocol and he is fined fifty thousand dollars. Now the question is, how long will Harden um, not play? Will it be two weeks or three weeks? Right? Because now I think they're testing all the players on the team to see if anyone has COVID. So I'm sure I'm telling you, if everyone got COVID on that team, he's done. But I think one player got COVID. I think Wall, John, John Wall got COVID this week on the team. So. Rockets is just backing up right now. So I'm sure we'll see more of what's happening. But all I know is that Wall was positive. Uh, Harden broke protocol, <laughs> 50K. And it's just a mess, an actual mm. mess. And that's why in my fantasy basketball, I didn't draft one Rockets player upon my teammate because they're just messy. NASA. <laughs> I, no, I didn't. I'm like, Harden, nope. Wall, nope. I want none of y'all. <laughs> that team is just toxic for right now. For right now. I don't Jomo. want <laughs> On the way out, Jomo, Harden's your man's, right? <laughs> yeah, Team Adidas all day. <laughs> team Adidas. <laughs> uh, you back? You backing him or what? I think the moves are kind of foolish. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm, and again, my my viewpoint is this: you want to leave this team. You want another NBA team to hire you to play ball professionally. You have a monster contract, so they have to move a lot of pieces, make a lot of sacrifice in order to accommodate you no matter where you go. To make that easier on yourself, I think your best possible option is to get on the court, play amazing, conduct yourself in the most professional way, and keep amplifying the fact that you want to be somewhere else. Yes. So by you... Um, taking the approach of, you know what, I'm not getting what I want, so I'm going to do things that are contrary to team, or, but end up looking contrary to the league, which makes you not makes me as an owner of another franchise not want to touch you, mm -hmm. right? So I think you got to be a little bit cognizant of that, and I, I wish he was doing more of that. So it's, it's a little bit unfortunate, but that's just my two cents. He's a billionaire. I agree right? with you. And guess what, Harden, you have one job. Harden, <laughs> you have one job. Play basketball. You're paid. You're being paid what forty million a year to play basketball. Forty million to play a sport you love. That's. I mean, and I would think this year people will be more humbled and more appreciative because people lost jobs all over the world because of this pandemic. And we got Harden getting paid millions of dollars, but he's upset because he's not on the right team that he wants to be on. It's just perspective, Jomo, and I, I agree with you. I just feel like I get it. You don't want to be there, but. Just show professionalism and show that you care because why would a team move like six players for you? For you. Why? <laughs> right. Tell them. Tell them again. <laughs> One last thing on the way out I want to say about Harden with this. Uh, so it seems like Harden's moving uh, because he wants to put the team in a position to move him. He no longer wants to be there. Clearly, a lot of things you're hearing about him throwing the ball at a player, allegedly, his teammate. <laughs> Just a lot of things. <laughs> Just not showing up to practice. It's a mess. I get it. You don't want to be there anymore. What James Harden, I don't think, understands is um, he's, and we keep hearing of James Harden possibly going to the Sixers, James Harden possibly going to Warriors, the, uh, the Nuggets, Warriors, the, the Nuggets, the Nets. We're hearing all <laughs> Mavericks, these Mavericks, everyone, everyone. We're hearing all these contenders. The Bachelor. We, <laughs> we're hearing all these contenders attached to James Harden's name. Uh, what I don't think James Harden understands is if I was the if I was the Rockets GM 
and then and you're moving like that because if you want to move, there's a way you can move. You can move as Jomo you mentioned professionally, right? If you're not going to move professionally, maybe we might not want to be so professional, and maybe I might want maybe I might want to get on the phone with the GM of the Sacramento Kings and say, hey, you know what? Let's talk. Because I'm telling you, James Harden, he he's acting like they have to move him to a contender. But if he ends up in like Sacramento, you know, you might have been better staying in Houston than playing in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So he needs to just cool himself and just play the game right. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Agreed. And to add to what you said, he wanted John Wall. And now he's the one like he he asked for John Wall. He got John Wall. And now he wants to go. I think he probably asked for it because he figured they probably couldn't do it. And it would probably use that as an excuse to say, hey, you know what? I, I want out of here. You can't give me what I got, I, what I want. And he gets what he wants and he wants to move. He's just a mess. Anyway, like I said, we'll go to 2021 with a little bit more on this. Let's just all pray for the Rockets because they have a situation on deck. Real talk. All right. Let's throw this episode brothers, in the book. Brothers, brothers, brothers. Before we go, brothers, stay out of the club. <laughs> Just, uh, Yo, them strippers know, got y'all like that. <laughs> you're lonely. You ain't got nobody beside you at night. You had a rough day. I know. But brothers, stay out the club. Stay out of that club. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of um, Stephen A. Stop smoking the weed. weed. <laughs> All right, let's put this episode oh in the book. Gosh. Okay, episode 19. 19. Y'all, oh my gosh, it was so good, guys. Thank you for joining us. You know, it's our last episode for the year, but we thankful. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all. Right. And, you know, we got the the, the, the superstar Fahim on TV now. You know what I'm saying, y'all? We got to big up our, our, our homie doing big things. Uh, thank you, Jomo, for being on, of course, being our tech guy, for having our back, keeping us in check every episode big up jomo but uh before we head out y'all let's do our shout out so jomo you go first who you want to shout out today bro i want to shout out every single viewer subscriber guest uh person who listened to us whine about what we have to do to get this podcast going i want to give a huge shout out out to uh, janelle who keeps our social media on point keeps our subscribers and our fans engaged um, which is what we're really about because it's great that we have all this content, but if you don't get to hear it, it doesn't have the same value. So thank you for that, Janelle. Um, I want to thank Fahim, uh, you and Janelle go at it every week, researching these topics, um, finding different things for us to bring to our viewers that they're not going to find on uh, the main networks, which you know is what we're about. So I know how hard that is and I know you guys got other jobs and you got, you know, <laughs> Team Isla going on. So I get it. Team so Isla. Thank Team you guys Isla. so much for that. Um, this is why I'm here every week. So thank you guys for that. I really appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. Merry Festivus to the rest of us. The next <laughs> nice. I'll go next. Uh, my shout out, first of all, my shout out Jomo. Um, as usual, holding us down behind the scenes, uh, doing an excellent job can't thank him enough so respect um want to shout shout out nelly j um the hardest working woman in media (laughs) (laughs) media (laughs) (laughs) no she puts in a like a lot of people it's more than just coming in and just talking and spewing your opinions a lot of research a lot like 
this is a job in itself and a commitment. Uh, we've, you know, we have to really pat ourselves collectively on the back and celebrate our small victories. We went at this every week. We like consistent, like dropping, dropping, dropping. So, uh, you know, it's a team thing. Love my team. So thank you guys so much. Go ahead. Another J. Thank you. No, thanks. And, you know, shout out to, first of all, I would say Jomo. Jomo is like, literally guys, he is like, energy like people understand like his energy is so magnetic he's just always positive always has great ideas but he's just like that guy that like you call him and you're upset he'll make you feel better so jomo is a glue um within this team like he's so important so jomo thank you for your energy thank you for your insight and for always keeping us in line bro uh, come back online <laughs> appreciate you jomo fahim big up my partner in crime y'all like honestly i'm like Fahim and I literally are like teammates. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he is like, you know, it's like we have this great connection where we can work together. We don't disagree everything all the time, but we understand it's just business. It's not personal. It's like, yo, cool. No, no, no. All right, done. And it's done. Like, that's how we work. Like, we're professionals, but we're also understand that we have the same goal and the same mission when it comes to bringing you guys the content that, that's not out there on any network in Canada. So we're just trying to create a space for us to promote not only um, the, the culture of sports, but also promote our guests who I think are leaders in, in, in our community. You know, we had Kevin, we had Dwayne, we, we had realtors, we've had brokers, we've had everyone, we've entrepreneurs on here. So we just hope and thank our guests, but I feel like Fahim is such a great partner and I, I wouldn't want to work with anyone else, like real talk. Like I've had people come to me like, oh, you know, I'm like, guys, I'm busy. I got Fahim, my partner. I don't know what else. Like <laughs> I am done. You know what I'm saying? So, so thank you Fahim. Thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> I'm a lot sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. But thanks for always having deep insight and being able to kind of let me know what the deal is and, you know, work together. So big, big you up. And I want to really big up, you know, just all our guests, like real talk. Our guests came on here, not knowing who we really were, but came on here and became our family. You know what I'm saying? All of our guests are a family. So big up to the Good Rookies family, to our subscribers, to our listeners, to our viewers. And thank you for all the comments, for all the feedback. We appreciate y'all. Big up, big old podcast. Big up, Anson. Big up, you guys, too. <laughs> True indeed. True indeed. <laughs> all right. So let's... That's let's Let's throw this in the books, episode 19. All right, y'all. Please like, subscribe, share with a friend to share with a friend. Check us out on Google, sorry, Apple Podcast app, <laughs> Spotify. I was going to say Google Play. Google um, Play. <laughs> <laughs> anywhere that you want a podcast, we're there for you. If you actually listen to this now, I salute you. Um, for everyone who puts in the time and you know, says, you know, let me give these guys an hour of my day once a week. You have no idea. There's so much other things you could be doing with that hour. And just as a fact that you're actually taking in uh, our opinions, our thoughts, and just taking and being part of the conversation, um, I salute you also. All right. Uh, this is Good Rookies Podcast, episode 19. Have a blessed 2021. Happy we out. Holidays. Peace. Peace. <laughs>